Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Casey, hello. George, it's been like three weeks. Have you just been waiting to call? You know, you you have been working lately. I know. It's like you knew I was back, and now you called two minutes before we start. Okay, man. Um, here's what's going on. You seen John Opsett, didn't you? Who? Yeah, he said he met you. Who? Uh, this guy named John Opsett. He said he met you. He's supposed to give you a single. Oh, yeah. He didn't give me the single. George, listen. Whenever you no, can no, give no, me no, no, a no, George, George, it's a new year, you. George. George, uh, listen, George. The CD, the debut CD. George. And also, the uh, picture of Archer Lesson in Color, our band. You know, the Rampage. We look like Stalin's called Rampage, you know. George, I know. I've heard. <laughs> So, George, here's what I'm going to need from you, bud. I Just call me when you have the CD. It's a new year, buddy. Happy New Year. The Josh Innes Show. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Howdy, friends, and welcome in to the Josh Innes <laughs> Show. Josh and Scott and Coach. Glad you guys are with us today on this Monday. Nothing it's Tuesday. not Monday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I'm bad. Coach, how are you, bud? I'm doing good. That was a happy New Year call right there. That there was beautiful. Is. Yeah, well, I had a hunch that the first person that would call would be George. <laughs> you were correct. I wasn't hunch. I was, wasn't wrong. Wasn't wrong. <laughs> well, I need to ring myself out a little bit because I'm filled with alcohol from about a week and a half to two weeks of now. I was on a bender. I was on a bender this uh, this last uh Two weeks or so. A lot of football was on. A lot of alcohol was consumed. What did I tell you was going to happen? Mizzou won again in the Cotton Bowl. Though yep. I told you Mizzou would. But I didn't bet it. I told everybody in the world. I said, go bet Mizzou to beat Ohio State. I said that a month ago when the, the game was announced. I told you, Coach. I said, bet on Mizzou. What was the spread? They were an underdog. By the time they the game under, started, yes. they were a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Oh, the wow. money line was like plus 200 when the game started. But me... Being the, the, the punk that I am, I didn't actually bet it myself. I told all my buddies, go bet Mizzou. I said two. there were two particular games I loved. Ole Miss to win, and they destroyed Penn State, like everybody that plays these Big Ten teams do. Uh, there was no way they were going to be able to keep up with uh, Ole Miss. And then I said, take Mizzou. And I didn't bet either one of them because I'm a chump. But I hope other people got rich off of it. <laughs> I hope everything's fine. Hope it all worked out. I was terrible. My picks were terrible. My bets were terrible. My fan duel was terrible. That's that probably because I was drunk. No, that's usually when the best stuff happens. <laughs> I think my most successful gambling happens when I'm hammered. I just like go. But the problem <laughs> is I can't get drunk and gamble anymore because you can't gamble in Missouri. So I have to be able to be sober enough to drive to Illinois to make a bet. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing with this world <laughs> that you can go five miles from your house and go bet on anything you want? But, boy, you cross that bridge. Sorry, bud. You're screwed. <laughs> You're going to jail. It's stupid is what it is. So otherwise, I'd be rich. But I have to make decisions, and it's a whole deal, and then I can't go back. My wife, she's like, you're not going back to Illinois again. I said, watch me. But I, I don't. She wins. But anyway. <laughs> she, she, she always wins. <laughs> Welcome into the new year, everybody. KC95. We're glad to have you. And we got bad company for you right now. Mm. You like that one, Coach? Love this one. You like that one, Scotty? Oh, yeah, I'm a big bad company. We're bad company people. <laughs> KC95. KG95, Josh in a show. Josh Scott, coach, welcome in. Fresh off uh, however many days off we had. Back, ready to rock. A lot of alcohol in our system. A lot of tequila. A <laughs> lot of domestic beer. A lot of uh, wine. I did it all. I did it just beer. But and you I... were telling me that you were sick. 
Yeah, so I, I started getting like a sinus thing Wednesday, I guess. Tuesday or Wednesday last week. And I continued to drink, which I knew was wrong because I felt that I was hungover and sick. Well, it means you were committed, and that's okay. <laughs> yes. Don't give up. You're a player, man. You're Cal Ripken. Yeah. You've been there every day, bud. <laughs> Now, hold on. You said just beer. Okay, because we had, Josh, we had a New Year's Eve party in the neighborhood, and there was about 40 of us there. Yeah. And somebody made a jar of apple pie moonshine. You going to tell me you didn't have that, Scott? I didn't. I didn't have a drink. Really? I didn't even see That's it. Yeah. Like a, oh, really? It was sitting right kind of to the right of me, and you were over there a lot. I didn't know if you had a nope. snort. No. Nope. <laughs> you, you got yourself a little toot? <laughs> a little toot. <laughs> a little toot apple pie. Toot and boot. Man, I have, look. You got to be dedicated to it, man. You got to play through illness. You brought up Cal Ripken Jr. That was a selfish bastard. Make no mistake. This guy, like, like, but you got to you got to slug it out, man. You got to do it. I was was fast. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm fascinated by how this guy got credit just because he always played. There's no way he was always healthy enough to play. No. It's like giving somebody a pat on the back for perfect attendance at school. Like my little sister. She has all these little plaques in her in her bedroom when she was a kid. Perfect attendance. Like cool. You're a nerd. You went to school every day. Nothing says hey you were good at school. Nothing says that you, you got all A's. Nothing you were just there. You just went. <laughs> You're a nerd is hey, all you are. That's, that's God the right there. He just... Great emotion. It's Aerosmith on KC. Hello. Hi. Um, Is this Josh? Yeah, what's up? Josh, this is Karen Whalen from Union, Missouri. Hi. Hi. I've called you before, and I just want to say I'm so glad that you are back with Scotty and Coach. And I missed you, and I think you guys are the greatest, and I hope you had a beautiful, beautiful Christmas and New Year's, and I'm just very happy you are back. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. We yes, love you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, I love you, too, and like I said, I hope the New Year is beautiful for all of you. So um, best wishes to you all. Well, thank you. We appreciate that, Karen. Thank you so much. What a, what a nice message. That's a nice way to start the year. And right. a new evolution for the name Karen. There you go. <laughs> Karens are good now. Yeah, they are. Thank you, Karen. Uh, but yeah, uh, Christmas was good. Um, I got a text uh, from Scott over the weekend that just says, I'm high as bleep watching the Big Lebowski. <laughs> ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> this was at one in the morning. It was. <laughs> I was asleep. I was already passed out. I wake up in the morning. I go, huh? <laughs> he was what? He left my, our house about 1245. <laughs> you started watching The Big Lebowski. Oh, like I, I kept, it kept popping up on my Netflix. And I'm like, man, I need to watch this. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's going to go away soon. Right? I did the same thing, not high, but I watched it on Netflix not too long ago. It's so actually cool. better than I remember. I wasn't a big, big Lebowski guy. I thought it was kind of overrated and still kind of do. Yeah. But I'm a big Coen Brothers guy. It's a, it's kind of a cultish. Oh, it, oh it's not cultish. It's like one of the, I would argue that it's probably top five cult movie of all time. Because what really? it hit, it was a stiff at the box office. So Lebowski is one of them among the great cult movies of all time. If you found a list, we can look up a list later. But of the top five to ten cult movies of all time, Big Lebowski is easily in the top five, generally speaking. We need to find that list. I'm curious about those find movies you are. One. Oh, I'll find them. Because I probably love all of them. Oh, totally. And that's the thing. That's what makes them great is they weren't... Basically, to be a cult movie, you just have to be a movie that didn't make any money at the box office. Like, Titanic can't be a cult movie. You know, or right. Spider-Man can't be a cult movie. But The Big Lebowski, can't, Teen Wolf could be a cult movie. Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused a big now, time. See, I saw that 16 times at the theater, so I have a hard time thinking it failed unless I was the only one that went. Did you like... Did you see it 16 times? Times because you liked it or because you had a movie theater in your town that had one screen? No, it's because I liked it. <laughs> see, I we saw drove around to see it <laughs> at different theaters and we partied. <laughs> I, uh, when I lived in Poplar Bluff when I was a kid in 96, Twister came out and our movie theater only had two screens, basically. So, and if a movie was hot, it stayed there for weeks at a time. Yeah. So I saw Twister seven times when I was a kid because it was the only movie showing and someone hadn't seen it so you're like I'll go and Twister again <laughs> so I saw Twister seven times when I was a kid and now every time it's on I still watch it and my wife gets so pissed she's like why is Twister on again oh my god here oh here comes the cow and here comes and I'm like no it's a great movie I watch it every time it's on <laughs> I like that movie too see I like see that, but again we've had this talk before I think that's a man thing that women can't relate to 
men can watch the same movie a thousand times. Agreed. Women, yes. I don't know how your wife is. No. I, your wife does not strike me as a watch the same movie a thousand no. times person. But like my wife is not either. She has movies she likes and like we'll watch Bad Santa every Christmas. But like me, if Back to the Future is on, I'll watch it every time it's on. If Back to the Future 2 is on, if Rock, oh, Rocky's one she hates too. Because if Rocky's on, I'm like, all right, we're watching Rocky. <laughs> Any Rocky. Way. One through Creed 4. <laughs> like I, all of them. I think her one movie is Shawshank. And she'll watch it every time it's on. Your wife frightens me. Yeah, yeah, Weber Chevrolet <laughs> I just—I really hate my job, and um, I just don't think I'm going to go. You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. People know Office Space. One of my favorites is number nine on this list. It's Heather's, starring yeah. Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Like the height of his Christian Slater is young Jack Nicholson powers. You know, he kind of had that. I mean, he was Jack Nicholson in this movie. That was kind of the character, you know. But, um, God, that's a good movie. And they tried to remake it as, I think, a TV show a couple years ago. Yeah, and I saw that. Wasn't good. Um, I love a dead gay son. <laughs> my son is a homosexual. <laughs> I love my dead gay son. I don't care if you were some sort of pansy. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Eraserhead. Uh, which uh. is a David Lynch movie. Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, that's the one that has all the um, the people that became stars in the mid to late 2000s before they were stars. So Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, a lot of people like that were in that. Uh, Donnie Darko. This is Spinal Tab. That's uh, a cult player. Yeah. Dazed and Confused is number three. All right. Number two is the Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show, which is number two. I mean, it's that late night, you know, midnight. I've never been to a midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I haven't either. Know all the songs, know the dances, all that, but I've never actually been to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror. But I love it. Big fan. I'm trying to think of what could possibly be number one here. Well, the correct answer is the Big Lebowski. Is it? As it I told you guys. Number one. Yeah, I told you guys that it was going to be. It's like the ultimate. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, a lot of the Coen Brothers movies are cult movies. Like, to me, what's better than Big Lebowski for the Coen Brothers is Raising Arizona. Right. Raising Arizona is one of my favorite movies. In particular, the first, like, 45 minutes to an hour of it is spectacular on so many levels. Uh, and uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is another. Oh, Love yeah. Oh yes. Brother, Where Art Thou. I don't get it, Big Dan. Uh, but uh, care for some gopher? <laughs> <laughs> Found a whole gopher community. But uh, there you go. So cult classic Big Lebowski. Scott watched it while stoned over the weekend. How much of it did you get through? All of it. Really? Yeah. One o'clock in the morning, you start watching Lebowski high off your ass, and you made it through the whole thing, huh? Yeah, I was laughing the whole time. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a shock. <laughs> not an upset there, friends. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to get into today. I can't tell you what big show is coming to town. It's going to be later this year, but there's a big announcement coming up later this week. From what I understand, it's Thursday. I think Favaz is going to have the announcement. Badass show coming to town. One that I'd really enjoy. There's a hint. One that I would really dig. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay, so you guys got to think about that. All right? That announcement coming up on Thursday. It's Casey. Casey 95 from No More Tears. Ozzy, Mama, I'm coming home. So here's a story for you. Andrew and Bertha Bunny Kowalczyk celebrated their 80th wedding anniversary I on Monday. I saw this yesterday. 80 years old. Look, 80 years they've just been together. So, he's 103 and she's 102. So, I read this last night to the kids and they were on the couch and I said, and they're still sexually active. <laughs> and the kids go, Dad! I go, it's what it says right here. Uh, they made sure to cover that on uh, on Channel 5. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> They got to ask the serious question. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, they are 103 and 102. They married on January 1st, 1944. That's crazy. So anytime you see your little daughter on her Instagram posting pictures with the new love of her life, just ask her if she'll feel the same way in 80 years. <laughs> I see your daughter's pictures like, I never knew love could feel this way. Like, man, you're 20, chill. <laughs> it has a lot of emotion. Like, she's got this kid, like, with this mullet there with her, and she's like, I love him. I'm in love. 
He's Jill actually is, a really good kid. I I'm like not, him. I, I look, and he probably is. <laughs> but that doesn't hold up for 80 years, Fred. <laughs> He's a really good kid now. <laughs> See, my, I won't live 80 years, so. Oh, no, dude. I I'll, just hit 20. We might make 40. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's a big so, if. My man Andy is a veteran of World War II, and um, they've been together since 1944. Uh, he is currently at Cape Albion Lakeside Retirement Living. Wonder, I guess he still gets around and stuff. I don't know. But, yeah. 103 so. and 102. Like I can't. They're in a nursing home together. They're still in the same room. Well, I, I would. It's like a very notebooky type thing. <laughs> yeah. Like she's got dementia, and he tries to like make her remember every night. Like the <laughs> yeah. notebook. All the nurses are sitting around crying every night. Or it's like Benjamin Button, and he's just he, youthful. <laughs> <laughs> Watch her die. Uh, let's see. So they were among family and friends at Cape Albion Lakeside Retirement Living. The couple, ages one hundred three and one hundred two. Wow. Wow. That is something. They and they met. What's about fate, right? They met as at a random, uh, they were at a, a collegiate dance, and there was a random draw to see who dance partners would be, because back in the day, we used to sell women off. That's how we did this. <laughs> a random draw to collegiate dance started their whole relationship. They were at the University of New Hampshire, and there was a dance at the dorm, the couple's son said. Uh, and the way they got couples to dance is you had a lottery and you picked a number. Well, the mom and dad picked number 23, and that's just how they ended up. <laughs> that is wild. Like, I'm not going to live to be 80, let alone be married for 80 years. Right. There's no way. And I guarantee you, like, people like try to find these ways to live forever. You know, everybody's like, oh, I, I work out every day. I'm a fitness guru. I eat clean, all that kind of stuff. I bet you this guy's been drinking Bush Light for like the last 90 years of his life. Nope. Since he was 11. And every morning I wake up and I eat five strips of bacon. And for lunch, a bacon sandwich. And for a midday snack, bacon. Yeah, bacon. Sometimes I think God forgot about me. Hey, Long, KC. Hold on, I gotta wait for the thing here. Hold on, Marty says I gotta wait for the little ding here. The birds there. Okay. All right, KC95. Hey, great news, guys. We made the cut for the United Football League, so this is good. We're yeah. one of the eight cities that gets the United Football League, which is a merger of the USFL and the XFL. I mean, it's not really a shocker considering that really the, 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 the games here, the Battlehawk games, are the only games I ever actually saw people in attendance in that league <laughs> last year. Like, right. so, like where were they going to say? was big. Oh, big. Like, what, like were they going to say, no, the place where 35,000 people went to watch our games? They're going to skip that and just stick around in, you know, Amarillo or something, you know? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's good news. I'm excited about this. I didn't get to any of the games last year, but um, it was okay. a happening. It was a happening, man. I mean, that's good. They had fun. Uh, and you know, like, listen, we got screwed out of NFL here twice. We know that we got screwed out of the NFL here twice. I was thinking about that this weekend because my dad started sending me random pictures of him and members of the football Cardinals from the 80s. I don't know why. Wow. I was looking at my phone earlier. It was, it was over the weekend, like Saturday, like 10 o'clock at night. And my dad just starts randomly sending me screenshots of pictures. Like, here's my dad. And former Big Red owner Bill Bidwell, ah, right there. Like, and this is from 1987 in the locker room. I'm like, Dad, why are you taking pictures <laughs> with people in a locker room? Like, I understand that I don't have the best, you know, etiquette when it comes to things, but I don't think you're supposed to just walk in the locker room and be like, Hey, can I get a, snap a few pictures? It's not really how <laughs> locker room etiquette works. And he also sent me a picture of him and Gene Stallings, the former Big Red coach, and he won a national championship at Alabama. I went to a Cardinal Cowboy game at Bush Stadium when I was a kid. My uncle yeah. brought us. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, was it Hart and Starbuck? Might have been. I have oh, to go yeah. back and I, they played together, right? Uh, they would have been in the same era. And then, of course, after that, you would have had, I Lomax. guess, Danny White and Neil Lomax, yes. I yep. think, would have been the two quarterbacks that would have played in the 80s, I, I believe. I think yes. it was Hart and Starbuck. Uh, well, then you Which saw, is pretty cool, but I didn't realize guys. what I was seeing when I was, you know, eight, so, yeah, sure, six, whatever. Sure. And then you didn't know that there wouldn't be a big red, you know, right. <laughs> like one day there's just no football. <laughs> then you steal another city's football team, only to have the damn thing stolen back again. I did follow the Cardinals to Arizona for a little bit. But I've always been a Denver fan. Well, and that's the thing. My dad said that, too, uh, is, you know, you tried to follow him because you knew the guys. I mean, you knew a lot of the players. But, like, 
Like, I, I didn't get it with the Rams. Like, the, the, yeah, no, no, because the, the Rams were, it was different, obviously. Like, both were screwy situations. But the Rams thing was really ugly. And you get that low-life Kroenke, and he does all this. He's a local guy that screws you over like that. And the the city doesn't really, nobody really ponies up a stadium idea until it's too late. It's just a mess, you know? Uh, I mean, Bill Bedwell just basically wanted to go out and get a new stadium somewhere, which my favorite thing is he moved to Arizona and played in a college stadium for like 20 years. <laughs> like, you left, I got to get a new stadium. You went to Sun Devil Stadium. It's a dumpy, low-level college football stadium, and that's where you played from, what, 87 to the early 2000s? So, yep. Or 88 to the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but Birmingham keeps a team. Arlington keeps a team. Houston keeps a team. D.C. keeps a team. St. Louis keeps a team. That's good. Uh, so what Memphis, teams got eliminated? Uh, Memphis uh, still has a team. I don't know. Some crappy teams that aren't good enough. They're not in there anymore. Because uh, they took teams from the XFL and the USFL, booted some of them. All right, here we go. Now, this is the United Football League cities. Arlington, Texas. So Dallas. Birmingham. Detroit. Houston. San Antonio. Memphis. Us. And D.C. Those are the cities that are in this league. All right. And I, I, look, I hope they have a, a, a huge turnout again. I want people oh, to go will. to these games. Is it still the Battlehawks? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're the Battlehawks. The still the Battlehawks. Like, it disappoints me because this is a really good sports city, in particular in terms of attendance. The Cardinals have always drawn well. The Blues have always drawn well. And then we got screwed with the Rams. Like, when I was in Philly, that's when they left. I was doing sports radio in Philly, and I was trying to explain to people there because it's easy if you're not in St. Louis to just say, oh, nobody went to the games. Well, yeah, people stopped going to the games when the owner was actively trying to move the team and the team stunk for 10 years. Yeah. And it just stink. I mean, it was Jeff Fisher. It was, you know, awful. It was, hey, it's 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 7-9. Seven, uh, it's seven, you know what that means? It's Jeff Fisher Day. Like, all that stuff. Like, it would, they were actively, they played in a bad stadium, no good tailgating areas, the, the owner's trying to move the team. The team stunk. And then people across the country have no idea how much this city cared about football. And it pisses me off that there's no NFL here. It's great that soccer came and sells out 35,000 seats. That's beautiful. This is a great sports city. Period. One of the best, like, the second best World Series team in history behind the Yankees. The best fans in baseball. The hockey fans are spectacular. The soccer fans for a new team are spectacular. We can't get the damn NFL because we just get the wrong damn owners. Bidwell and freaking Stan Kroenke. That Georgia Frontier could have lived forever. Who knows? (laughs) We'd have been good. Yeah. Yeah, She wasn't going nowhere. If she was like Bertha Bunny Kowalczyk and she lived to 102. (laughs) You know, but going back to your, yeah, going back to your, your, what your dad was telling you. You did. I was a Cardinal fan before I adopted the Chiefs. I was a big Red fan. Same thing my dad did. Yeah, and you tried to watch him in Phoenix for a year or two, and it just didn't work. You know, because you, you kind of felt slighted. You know, they left, and it just didn't feel right. Well, I get it, man. Yeah. But as a kid, we were big Chiefs people. We lived down in Springfield. Well, yeah. That's... And we were all into it. Go watch the Monday night games. Break your heart with a missed field goal in the playoffs, which seemed to happen every year, whether it was against <laughs> the Colts or the Broncos or Miami. It was always that way. Uh, but, yeah. But UFL, the United Football League, we made the cut. And I hope people continue to go to the games. I hope that the station still does some stuff. I know that AD, I think, was doing some stuff with them. Starts. March, uh, April? I believe it is March. Let me see here really quick. Uh, Saturday, March 30th is the first uh, game of the season. So there, there you go. go. All right. Good to I know. Like it. All right. Good. Keep going out and supporting people, showing they're stupid uh, for not putting football in this town. And now I'll give you Alice Cooper. g 95 Josh and his show. Josh, Scott, and Coach. Hello. So um, I was looking at something on X, formerly Twitter. Yeah. And it's one of these, like, I get sucked into these, and I guess the algorithm gets me. So I end up being in, you know, I see these in my feed, and they're always like, you can only choose one type of things, you know? Like, one person, one food, like that type of thing, you know? And then they give you the options, and you say, you only pick one. Which comedian are you bringing back for one final show? Bill Hicks, George Carlin, Rodney Dangerfield, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, or Chris Farley. I'm going Carlin. And he and just and I I would go Pryor because I think Pryor's the greatest stand-up comedian that's ever lived. But 
they include Farley in here, and I, I, like, it baited me in. I was so angry because, one, I'm not as big a Chris Farley guy as a lot of people are, and two... He wasn't like, a stand-up He's comic, not a stand-up comic. Yeah, I, so he's not in the same, like, stratosphere as these guys. Now, I'm a big Bill Hicks guy, too. Bill Hicks had a very short run because he had cancer and died, but... Bill Hicks was like a dark kind of sardonic comic that I really liked. Carlin's great. My problem with Carlin, and yeah. oddly enough, I had this conversation with John Kiowski the other day. I was up at the station. It was Friday. Nobody else was here except John Kiowski. So I went to bother him because Marty wasn't here to bother and Tommy wasn't here to bother. So I went to bother John. And he started talking about how he likes George Carlin. And almost in unison, we go... Yeah, I like Carlin until later in Carlin's life where he got really angry. And it wasn't really funny. It was just curmudgeon and angry. Like a buddy of mine said, like bucket list thing to go see Carlin. So he went to see him in the early 2000s. He got up and left because it was so just miserable. That was kind of Carlin at the end. But if you look at, to me, prime Carlin. Is early 90s, late 80s. He's doing all these HBO specials. He's got the black T-shirt tucked into the black jeans. Hair slicked back in a ponytail. Fresh off of being Rufus and Bill and Ted. Like, that's great Carlin. Some of that Carlin is fantastic. Bill Hicks in that same era was great. Dangerfield's a different kind of comic. Like, yeah. it wasn't anything rooted in reality. It was just joke, punchline, joke, punchline. like one-liner type stuff. Yeah. Like, to me, that's different. Benny Kingman, the king of the one-liner. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, Robin Williams, legendary as a stand-up comic, but the world basically remembers Robin Williams as the guy that's in all the movies. Richard Pryor, all these guys. Like, I, like, dude, I am a big, big Pryor guy. Like, I think Pryor is epic. So uh, I would take Pryor in that one. That's what I'm going to look at that's there. A, that's kind of a tough one because Pryor was like... Dude, Richard Pryor fun. live on the Sunset Strip is the best stand-up I've ever seen. True. It's legendary. Now, there's a now, lot of great ones, but that was the best one. Robin Williams at the Met was a great stand-up for him mm -hmm. as far as a stand-up comedy. Oh, sure. But he wasn't nowhere. I mean, you can't even really put him in the class with... Pryor or Carlin, I don't think, well, as a stand-up. He came in in the same time in, like, the late 70s when comedy was really hot, right? Like, that's where the stand-up comedy was a huge deal and everybody was doing it, but some were better than others. He's a great stand-up. But to me, Richard Pryor is the ultimate. When I watch Pryor live on the Sunset Strip and Richard Pryor live in concert are two of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, like, the best is... It's the best Pryor... There's, I mean, you and I have watched some of them together, but... There's a prior bit where he talks about the, the shock on white people's faces when they came back to their seats to realize the black people had stolen their seats. And then it becomes like white guy wanting to fight. And he's like, uh, sir, uh, did you, uh, uh, sir, uh, like a uh, peckerhead? You're going to fight him, bud. <laughs> you jerk off. You know? That's <laughs> awesome. I'm going Robin Williams. I, I, I really liked him. I, I'm with you on Carlin. Uh, uh, Josh, he he got too political. Like he got, yeah, that anger showed. I got to the point where I couldn't listen to him. I yeah. can't believe Gallagher didn't make the list. <laughs> no, <laughs> the sledgematic. I got Shamu. He's gonna poop on you. Ah! <laughs> oh, he was great. My dad actually went to see Gallagher once. He had the whole park on and everything. He said the front row at the Fox. It was yeah. fantastic. They're both dopes. <laughs> All right, it's Led Zeppelin. Scott. <laughs> Rock Army. And it's brought to you by Seavers Equipment, Seavers JCB. Hello, Ed Smith of Freeburg, Illinois. Ed says uh, he likes the history of KC in relation to rock music and the influence that it had on the, uh, the genre. Works at Moto Mart in Freeburg. I don't know what Moto Mart is, but he works there. Gas station. No, there you go. He works at the Moto Mart. Ed enjoys watching the cards like City SC, and the Packers. He's a Packers fan. He oh. says, go Pack, go. Uh, Ed enjoys traveling. He was able to study abroad in Japan when he was in college. He's a Southern Illinois University Carbondale alumni. Coach, what's their mascot? That would be the Salukis, that Josh. That would be the Salukis. Yes, the doggies. <laughs> <laughs> they had a nice little uh, basketball run at one point. Mizzou beat them in the NCAA tournament. First round, 2003. You're That's welcome. That's right. I know my stuff. Yes, I have a gift. Uh, and he always uh, listens to Casey on all of his road trips. He attends hist historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year. 
It's a live wire, he is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you lost me there, Ed. <laughs> I collect Civil War figurines. Uh, but anyway, thank, thank you, Ed. Welcome to the Real Rock Army, bud. G95, Josh in the show. So I want to go back to Ed Smith of Freeburg, Illinois for a second. Newest member of the Real Rock Army. Yeah. And... Um, his proclamation that he attends historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year. That means that there are some years where he goes to three or four reenactments of the French and Indian War. Yeah. Now listen, I'm not going to judge you because we all got things we're into. We all got like, like Coach, is there some like thing, like a nerd thing that you're into that you're like, oh, I bet you no one else is into this. Uh... Well, I'm a sports fan. Obviously, that doesn't matter. I like classic country, which a lot of people aren't into anymore. I, I, I like classic country. Yeah. You, you, but, okay, but, but liking classic country is not, you not know, hey, I'm, I'm going to reenactments of the French and Indian not, War. I really don't have anything. I, there are no, nothing like that that I care to go to. All right. Now, Scott, that doesn't necessarily I'm, have to be a reenactment. Just something that you do that, like, if, if that you're into and you assume, like, I'll give you an example. I have told you this before. I really love old movie theaters and dead malls and department stores. Like, I, when I go to a different huh, city, I yeah. want to find all the dead malls, and I want to try to walk around them if I can. I'm fascinated by that. Like, like this weekend, uh, or last week, I was in downtown. I took Luther to the Arch, and we started walking around down by the old famous bar. Like, that fascinates me. Old shuttered department stores. Like, things that no one else would be into but me. Scott, do you have anything like that? Do you like reenactments of the French and Indian War at least twice a year? No. No? That's Aliens? Like, uh, Bigfoot? Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> mythical things like really? this? Yeah. Unicorns? Yeah. Uh, mermaids? <laughs> like mermaids? Uh, I mean, Star Wars, I guess. Uh, you know, that's kind of like a... I like like the Comic-Cons, but I'm like a, not a big comic book guy, but I like going and seeing all the stuff. And Would like, you go, Do you do cosplay? You ever dress like you know wear a no, costume? No. You ever dress Marl up as like this is like we did Chewbacca this year, but we never. <laughs> like, really, like, uh, she don't even have to dress me up for that. <laughs> I just gotta take my shirt off. <laughs> Hairy bastard. <laughs> well, um, let, let me know what you guys do nerdy things over. Okay, if you want to get in, get in. Um, do you attend reenactments of the French and Indian War at least twice a year? Let me know. She 95 Bon Jovi. She's a little wah, 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 wah away. Had somebody call me a little uh, few minutes ago and say that you can still wander around where the St. Louis Center Mall used to be by the famous bar. My mom, when we'd come to town, that was a big deal. If we'd go to a ball game, we'd have to go to Famous, and then we'd go walk around the mall down there. That was, that was big. Mom was, was famous. Gotta go to Famous. So I... Uh installed computer systems in the old famous bar down there. Really? My dad, that was one of their clients. He was one of their clients, or they were one of his clients, and he had a buffer box. He did call detail recording for their phone systems and stuff. Yeah. And we would install the buffer boxes in that building. That's cool. It's a shame that that building is what it is now. It's like they've got it boarded up. Hobos were living in there. They need to try to turn it into something else. I would love it if downtown would be rejuvenated, revived. You know, I was down there the other day, and it's just... It's dead. I mean, there's some what places the that are okay. company of that? May Company or something that owned Famous Bar? Well, well, Famous Bar owned it, and then they sold it. May, it became Macy's, so the May Company, right? Yeah. And the May Company bought a lot of those old department and stores that, in a lot of cities. So it wasn't Famous Bar then when I was doing that. It was Macy's because it was May Company that we were working for. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think that's how it went. I should know this. I Wikipedia dumb stuff like this all the time <laughs> because I'm a nerd. Like, this is just what I'm into. Like, our friend here, Ed Smith of Freeburg, Illinois, newest member of the Real Rock Army who likes to attend historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year. Where do you go for that? Well, we'll get him on the phone and ask. Because <laughs> like, you don't know. Like, I wonder <laughs> if it's a, if it's kind of like a, um, a, one of those, like a, like, a, like a Renaissance festival. You know, like I heard, dude, which so, I enjoy those. I don't me, go oh, every me year. Too. Like, dude, in Texas, you're not going to find a better Renaissance festival than oh, really? Texas. And it was amazing. You'd go there and like, you do the axe throwing, you drink mead. Now, from what I've been told, they don't have booze at the Missouri Renaissance Festival. Is this true? I don't if know. If that's true, then what? The, what honestly, they don't no, have mead? No, I don't. They, they should. I think they do. You got to have mead. That's and why the turkey you go. legs. You turkey know. legs, mead, kettle corn, all the staples of the Renaissance Festival. And I heard a lot of stories when I lived in Texas about um, how.
how like the people that were like cast members of the Renaissance Festival would just have orgies like overnight because they'd stay there a lot of the time and it was just freaky deaky sex world at huh. the Renaissance Festival. Now, I don't know if that's how it goes down at historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year. But maybe they do. Maybe the French and the Indian, they do the thing. I bet you it didn't smell very good. Probably not. <laughs> not certainly not in the real one, I would think. But um, I don't know. Let me see. A couple people are calling. Let me get a few people here. Casey, hello. Yeah, Fort DeShatra in Southern Illinois. Fort DeShatra, Southern Illinois, does the reenactments for French Indians. Really? They do a couple times a year. Do you yeah. go? Couple times a year. They're pretty cool. Really? I've so been to a few of them. They're pretty cool. So basically, just like people pretend to shoot each other with like muskets and stuff. Yeah, well, they have an encampment too, where they got all the soldiers and the Indians are all camped out in there, and they do their daily stuff. Huh, interesting. That does not sound fun at all. But hey, every different strokes for different folks. I bet that Ed Smith of Freeburg, Illinois, if I told him, hey, when I go to a new town, I'd like to go find all the old movie theaters, he'd say, well, that's boring, and that's totally <laughs> fine. Nobody dies. <laughs> I I just think that. Attending historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year is not a fun-sounding thing. That's all. Casey, hello. Hey, you guys are killing me down here. Stay to let me use the phone. I still don't get no respect. Hey, boy, Rodney's calling today. Boy, what a way to start the year. <laughs> Casey, hello. Hey, they do have booze and mead and beer and stuff at the at the Winslow Renaissance Festival. Oh, they do? Oh, good. Someone told oh, yeah. me they didn't, and that really disappointed me. Well, now I want to endorse this. I want to go. I want to get nuts. I love the Ren Fair, man. It's just a good time, and apparently they are freaky-deaky sex people there. Casey, hello. Hey, Josh and Company. How's it going? Good. What's up? Hey, you know, you're talking about these uh, Civil War reenactments and French and Indian War reenactments? Yep. There's a subculture that goes on behind closed doors. With that whole setup. Yeah, they, they it's freaky deaky sex world. Oh yeah, hundred and ten percent. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. I mean part they, of they it? break out their, they break out their homemade wines and their homemade ales. I mean this stuff you could start a lawnmower with. But <laughs> you know, homemade prophylactics. They go old school with it. They slaughter a lamb to make a rubber at these things. I think that's how it goes. I, I don't know that for a fact, but I think you have to... Look, if you want to make it with one of the maidens, you have to go slaughter a lamb, make your own prophylactic. I think that's true. It's a real life... It's a true-to-life experience. I've never heard that. I got kicked out of the Renaissance Festival in Houston for being too hammered. Shocker! Well, actually, it wasn't the too hammered... How do you get thrown out of the Renaissance? Well, I'll tell you how, bud. So, uh, I was really hammered, and there was this empty stage. And there was a like a bell and a piano on this stage. So me and my buddy, who was dressed as a giant turkey for some reason, we went and he, we started ringing the bell up on stage and making asses of ourselves. And some nice maiden came over and she says, thou must stoppeth ringing the bell. And we're like, no. And then a cop showed up and then we tried to run and then the cop kicked us out. Was he a renaissance cop or just a He cop? was a real life cop. <laughs> so we retreated. He traveled in time. So we retreated to our limousine where the rest of our alcohol was and just proceeded to get even more hammered and then threw up on the way home. I'm a good time at parties, man. <laughs> I, bet you I, like I bet you I'd really liven up the historical reenactments based around the French and Indian War at least twice a year. I think I would. <laughs> they probably don't serve beer there. <laughs> it's wine <laughs> in a box. It's snooty. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Travic? Uh, brought to you by Chuck's Boots, your locally owned boot store, work western hiking, biker, and fashion. Fenton, St. Peter's, Chuck'sBoots.com. And uh, we have an accident to report in Chesterfield. Lane blocked due to incident, 64 westbound at the uh, Long Road exit. And Chesterfield Airport Road. So there you go. KC Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service. Heating, cooling, and installation. Save $100 off a whole home humidifier and say goodbye to dry winter skin and static shots. Details at aircomfortservice.com. 29 for the low tonight. Mostly cloudy overnight. 43 for the high tomorrow. Mostly sunny. It's currently 43 as well. Well, if you want some Floyd, some ZZ Top, some GNR, and a dumbass of the day, I got all that coming up on KC. Well, among other people, I would say that whoever called that last play of the Alabama-Michigan game, because, my God, that play was terrible. The fourth down play, fourth and goal for Alabama. 
Now, again, I bet on Alabama straight up, so I lost. But, I mean, Alabama had the damn game. There's three minutes to go. They were crushing them in the second half. Michigan did nothing. Then that last play of the game, you're like, well, they got to come up with something, right? They, there were three timeouts called, two timeouts called before that last play, and it was a run right up the middle for nothing. Damn you, Nick Saban. But I really thought I had that one won, and they were an underdog. It was, it was a nice really bet. a bad run, though, too, because there was like a little opening to the left, and he kind of just ran into the pile. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. But I don't like the idea of any of that. Like, again, the quarterback can run, and, and he's, I mean, he crushed a bunch of teams as you're running, but I mean, it was a horrible play, a moron. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and weren't they on like the three yard line? Yeah. It wasn't like they were on the one. No, and it just stunk, man. Ugh. Yeah. And you've talk about another dumbass. If you want to go sports dumbasses, the coach, uh, Kalen DeBoer, the coach at Washington, really tried to give the game away. Did you stay uh -huh. up and watch the end of it last night? I again? did. Okay. So in that game, they, they were basically, they had the game. Like, Texas couldn't do anything offensively. So Washington's out there just trying to get cute in the fourth quarter and running, like, reverse passes, throwing when they should be running. But all of it was going to work out. And then they've got a running back at Washington who was hurt in, during the game, but the announcers kept saying, oh, but he's going to fight through it until he ran to try to run out the clock and then got hurt, so they had to burn a timeout. <laughs> like, all the dumb stuff they did deserve to lose, yet Texas couldn't close the deal. But then Should I was... It. It's the, both the undefeated teams are going to the championship, though, so that makes sense. Yeah. In a sense. It was a good, entertaining... But it was still like last night of, of college football. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if we're looking for stupidity and the dumb decisions that were made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Washington tried to give it away with dumb decisions, but, you know, they, they got bailed out. And then Alabama really looked stupid with that play call at the end. Anyway, there's your dumb ass of the day. <laughs> so it's Nick Saban? <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, I got to do it. It's Nick Saban. Maybe as the year goes on, we'll just let people nominate dumb asses of the day. We'll see where it goes from there. Maybe you guys can send in stories. Like, you can send them to my Instagram. Suggest people. It could be people you know. It could be a story you read somewhere for a dumbass of the day. Send those in to me on the gram or Twitter, wherever you get them. And uh, send them in or email josh at kc95.com. And uh, you can participate in the dumbass of the day. There. How about that? You're welcome. All right. Skid Row. Now it's Casey. KG95, Skid Row, and 18 in life. Josh Scott, coach, welcome in. So I shaved my beard the other day. And, like, it doesn't look terrible. I didn't shave it all the way off. If it was bare skin, if I didn't leave any stubble, I would look like a little cherub. I'd look terrible. <laughs> I'd look like 2007 Jonah Hill. It would not look good. But it's just interesting how people react when they're used to you having a beard and then they see you without it. It's like a truly shocking thing for them. Like, oh my God, you don't have a beard. Why did you do that? Like, AD had a 25-minute conversation with me about everything <laughs> that went into my decision to get rid of my he broke beard. It down. And I told him, it's simple. I just, there comes a time where I have this nervous habit where I sometimes pick hairs out of my beard. I don't know if other people do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm a lunatic. But like, I'll sit there and I'll be watching a game or something, and some people have nervous tics where they shake their legs or something or, or whatever. I'll just go there and I'll kind of twist my beard and I'll like pull a hair out. Before you know it, there's like a, a, a mound of hair. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I just do it. You know, I'm a weirdo. And that was as simple as that. But AD's like, did yeah. you pull all that out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started the day we, the first day of our vacation. <laughs> I just started twisting them out. Yeah, it was, it turned out pretty good. It was a labor of love, <laughs> but I was able to do it. A new but, shape of a twister. <laughs> but, uh, but AD is like having this long conversation about like this, the, how deep this is. I'm like, there really is no depth to this. I just didn't want to have a beard. I just, well, basically I wanted it because I felt like I had pulled so much out of it that I convinced myself that there were patches. So I was like, well, if I shave it, it can all start over again and grow in normal. Then of course the vicious cycle will start again and I'll pull the hair out again and then I'll shave it off again and that's that. So I, I pull my beard like, a, you know, Rub yeah. my hands through and stuff, and hairs will fall out. But but I literally like will go you in. Pull? And I'll pick them. I'll go like pull, and I'll like oh, there's a gray one. That's fun. Like it's very <laughs> weird. Guess the color. <laughs> yeah, it's which such one a, did I grab? It's it. Look, I acknowledge how ridiculous it is, but I'm talking with AD, and he just like so, dude. Did you, why'd you decide to shave your beard, dude? I'm like, well, you know, I just didn't want to have it anymore. 
how long did it take you to grow that beard, dude? I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't really take that long. It's not yeah. a, my beard's not huge. Like, people look at my beard like it's like a year-long thing. Like, I'm not one of the dudes in ZZ Top, you right. know? Like, my beard's not down. I'm not the Oak Ridge Boys. My beard's not down to my cans. I mean, it's, it's just, I, it's there. I had a pretty long one for a while, and yeah. then trimmed it up. Yeah. And now I'm keeping it tighter for, I just, I don't know, that the long yeah. is just kind of too much. Yeah. I, I miss can't my see my beard. neck. Yeah. You know? Well, that, there's the key, though. That's why I need a beard so you can't see my neck because <laughs> now you can see that I have this awful double chin in the front. It dude. looks fine. I'm, look, I don't want it to look fine. I want it to be better than fine. <laughs> I need to be better. You look good. Don't I, worry about I, it. I you look younger. But everywhere I go now, people that know me are like, Oh, I see you shaved your beard, huh? That's something. Like, yeah. I didn't even notice because you were back to me. Was your back was to me when I walked to the office, and I handed you that thing, and then, and then you came out and you walked by when I was talking to Marty for a second. I was like, "Holy, shave yeah. your beard? How about I that? Know, you know, I didn't even notice." But people get all worked up over it. I was like, upset. I was visually like, upset. It'd be one thing if, like, you had a horn and then, like, shaved off your horn. That would be a big thing. You're like, right. oh, that's the guy that has a horn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a horn anymore. He grinded it off. <laughs> wow. Like, that. now it's just a little nub. That's something. <laughs> a little buckling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, shaving a beard, especially when it's not like my beard was huge. It'd be one, like, it would, like, if, if uh, the Reverend Billy F. Given shaved his beard, it'd be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Because that's what he's known for. I'm not known for my beard. I'm just, I have a beard. Right. If Kenny Loggins shaved his beautiful beard back in the 80s, that would be a thing. You go, oh, I don't know. Or you Jay look Ferguson. good, man. Don't worry. Or, or Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Take Coach's word for it. He says you look good. Yeah, you, know? you look fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, be like, what if, like, if when Burt Reynolds did, well, when Burt Reynolds didn't have a mustache in Deliverance, you're yeah. like, yeah, that was strange. Yeah, but then in every other movie, he has a mustache. Like, that's what he's known for is his mustache. You know, it's kind of a big deal. It's like deal. Tom Selleck cutting his mustache. I know, and there were movies that uh, he didn't have a mustache, and I'm like, that's not right. This is unacceptable to me. <laughs> but me, it's not like I'm known as the guy with the beard. I'm just, I, I'm a guy who has a beard. That is my facial hair preference. I want to see Clint Eastwood with a beard. Now, see, there you go. That would be tough. Now, now, if I would have shaved my beard down to like a Hitler mustache, that would be a story. Be like, that seems like an odd choice. <laughs> That's a questionable decision, before, sir. Before I had my beard, I'd do that quite often. I'd grow it out and then shave it down and just have a mustache for about an hour. Yeah, but and, you didn't have a Hitler mustache. No. You, no. I mean, which is also, depending on how you want to look, it's also a Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yeah, true. Charlie Chaplin's like, I had that damn thing first. <laughs> he stole my ID. You, you have taken my mustache and turned it into a symbol of hate. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, traffic. One Hitler way. did that on purpose. <laughs> he did. He's like, you know what, Charlie Chaplin? Watch this. <laughs> um, there's actually uh, no traffic to report, but it's brought to you by Chuck's Boots, your locally owned boot store. Work Western hiking, biker, and fashion. Fenton, St. Peter's, Chuck'sBoots.com. Low tonight, 29. High tomorrow, 43. Mostly sunny. Current temperatures, 43. And that's brought to you by Air Comfort Service. Heating, cooling, and insulation. Save $100 off a whole home humidifier and say goodbye to dry winter skin and static shocks. Details at aircomfortservice.com. There you go. All right. You like Edgar Winter Group? Yeah. Good news. You're going to hear some Edgar Winter Group coming up. All right. How about them? A little free ride. Coming up, it's Casey. The Josh and it. Casey95. Hello. This Josh? Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, uh, you like movies with uh, slutty whores in it, right? I sure do. <laughs> so I watched one last night. It was pretty good. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It's called No Hard Feelings. Have you oh, seen that one yet? Oh, God. That's so she's full frontal in that. Full frontal. I couldn't believe it. It's like I didn't know she did that kind of stuff. Well, now we know, and it's. I love I was, it. I enjoyed it. I was impressed. I was impressed. Yeah. Anyway, happy new year, you guys. Same to you. KSHE HD1, Crestwood, St. Louis. Powered by AAA Home Services, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Visit AAASTL.com. This is KC95, St. Louis's classic rock. The Josh and his show. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Well, Jamokes, we like to ring in the new year with Jennifer Lawrence's bare breasts. It's the way to do it. I, I don't, I, I'm offended that someone called her slutty because I think she's rather nice. Oh, she seems like a wonderful person. I want it to be known that I, in no way, condone calling Jennifer Lawrence a slut. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> we don't accept that. Turn but I, over a new leaf, are we? <laughs> but I do love slutty hooers. <laughs> Speaking of slutty hooers, 
I have discovered an Instagram account that I really enjoy. Oh, no. And I will share it. No, but, uh, hear me out. It is called Mug Shoddies. You know, like a shoddy? Like, hey, that's my shoddy, you know? Yeah. It's basically chicks getting arrested, and it's their mug shots, and it's just like hot chicks getting arrested. It's called Mug Shoddies. So M-U-G-S-H-A-W-T-Y-S. I love them. So if you have an Instagram account <laughs> and you don't follow me, well, do that and then follow Mug. Oh, sorry. It's MugShotties.com. It's just MugShotties. Like, for instance, like, like there's this chick. She's just on MugShotties. There you go, a little red hair. And then it tells you what they did. She got busted for possession of cocaine. Oh. Let me see if I find a really hot one in here. And I, like they all they're they're all so broken, which makes them so hot. Broken chicks. I told you. Josh, I love them. You I love can't them. Fix them. Like look at this broad here. Look at her. Let's see what she did. She assaulted someone, but look at those eyes. You want to tell me those aren't the eyes of a broad that's assaulting somebody? <laughs> domestic violence. She's got domestic violence eyes. This would be great to guess what they did. That would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Little game. Well, I mean, I I can do that right now. I can show you who these people are. Look, Scott, look at this chick. What do you think she did? Domestic violence. Hit and run. <laughs> so that's close. <laughs> oh, I kind of, uh, I don't know. This chick's got, uh, she's not bad, I guess. Oh, yeah. Let's she's see. A, uh, I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, boy. I tell you, mug shoddies. What? What an account. You need to follow it. If you follow none of my advice. Okay, here we go. What about this chick? Sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. Public intoxication. <laughs> a little different than, than sodomy there. Uh, but anyway, so. She didn't look good. No. she. I mean, she had a rough night. Dude, <laughs> let me tell you. If you want a really good follow as well, there's a, um, I forgot what it's called. Is it, it's, it's a Nashville-based account that just shares stories and mugshots of people who get arrested in Nashville. I think it's called Scoop Nashville. Yeah. And it's just like the stories of drunk people in Nashville and like what visiting people do. Like like there was one where a guy got arrested for pooping on the floor of a hotel lobby. Think about how drunk you have to be to go, you know what? I'm pooping right here in the lobby, <laughs> on the floor. Like, again, I, I say this all the time when we share drunk stories about people. I'm doing drinking wrong. I don't know that I've ever truly been drunk then because I have never pooped on the floor of a hotel lobby in Nashville. I've never done it. But if you have, please share. All right, welcome in to the 5 o'clock hour, everybody. We love you. Welcome into a brand new freaking year on KC95. Let's make it a badass one. Let's make it the biggest year yet. Scorpions now. It's rock you like a hurricane. We are Casey. Here I am. Casey 95. Hello. Hi, this is Josh. Yeah, what's up? Hi, I just wanted to call and let you know that I just love the show. I have been a Casey listener for 45 years. Um, since you guys took over, I love to come home when I get off of work. Because I get off work like 5 o'clock and I get a good hour to sit and have my beers and listen to you guys. And I just love it. Well, thank you. What are you drinking? Uh, right now, I'm drinking a uh, Michelob Ultra. But I switch between that and Natty Light, whatever I have in my fridge in the garage. <laughs> hey, you're a woman of my own heart. I love it. I'm going to go home, drink a beer after this. Well... I just want to say thank you because you guys put a smile on my face every day. I just love it. So well, keep thank doing you so much. And I appreciate it. All right. Love you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you, too. Boy, people are being nice. New Year. Resolutions, new year. man. I guess so. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're catching. Gonna... We're benefiting from their New Year's resolution. <laughs> Did anyone make nice. a resolution? Uh, no. No. Yeah, me no. I'm not a dummy. She 95 cheap trick. They're going to be here with uh, Journey and Def Leppard this summer, so that should be good. Uh, let's see. Hello. Josh, amigo, this is Tim, super fan. What's up, brother? Hey, man, that lady ain't lying. I, I don't care how many times I have to say it. 
You and Scott and Coach are a fresh of breath air to this radio station, my man. A fresh of breath air. Thank you. <laughs> a fresh of breath air. I, that's also my kind of guy. I'm, I'm going to assume that he misspoke or he's hammered. <laughs> I'm going to go with hammered. God uh, bless you. I, I hope hammered. Either way, I'm with you. I like the guy, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm here just, you, you said, you know, for resolutions and stuff. Yeah. I did, I made, like, I'm having what you would call an existential crisis. And for those of you who are uninitiated, an existential crisis is where you kind of question, like, what the purpose of life is. Like, what is the meaning of life? Like, I'm not, like, suicidal or anything. I don't want to harm myself. But, like, I just, like, I wonder, like, why are we here? What are we doing? I'm in, I'm in the middle of one <laughs> of those. What are we doing? That's me. Like, that's what I'm thinking right now. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to be here and I'm here and you're here, I might as well try to be less miserable, essentially. Because a lot of times... This kind of came from my conversation with John Kiowski, which was a totally unsolicited thing. I just went and sat in his office because I came up here on Friday just for no reason. I had nothing to do, so I popped up to the station to see if maybe I could bother Marty. He wasn't here, but John Kiowski was. So I walked into his office, and I was just like, so how do you think I can become you know, like number one here in, in St. Louis? He's like, well, I think you're too angry. You sound too angry all the time. I was like, that's something. Then that led to our conversation about old George Carlin, how George Carlin was it was always angry, but it was the right kind of angry, and then it just became bitter, curmudgeoning, and it wasn't funny anymore. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong, John Kowski. You see right through me. So he's your anger management coach. Essentially, yes. <laughs> it's a good coach. He was just, it was forced upon him by me because nobody else was here. So he had to, to, to bear the brunt. So I, I, said, I commend him. He did a good job. So I said, listen, I'm, I've made a resolution with myself to not be so bitter and angry all the time because I enjoy this job and the job is great and the people are great. And I just, I don't want to focus on all the negative stuff all the time. And, life, and that's kind of my, my fallback. My crutch in life is always to just focus on the negative because it makes things easier when they fail. I can just say, well, these people hated me anyway. That's what's killed me at multiple places. <laughs> the reality is many of them love what we do, but I focus on the negative. So my goal is to move away from that and just enjoy it. I enjoy working here. I enjoy living here. I love St. Louis. I've loved St. Louis since I was a kid. It's been my favorite place to visit all the time. Living down in Poplar Bluff, Springfield growing up, Piggott, Arkansas, man. Piggott! Like, coming to, 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 to St. Louis is always the biggest deal for me, man. I love this place, and I've always loved this place, and I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, and I want great things to happen for the city. It's just I want it to, to, to have a boom where we're just this mammoth thing again. And St. Louis has a resurgence. And I want all that. And I want to be part of it. So, you know, like I've, I've moved around a lot because I get fired a lot. And the reason I get fired a lot ain't because I suck, contrary to popular belief. It's because I just get myself fired because I'm a, I'm a self-fulfilling prophecy is essentially what I am. But I don't want to be that way anymore. So I want to focus on the positives and the good things that happen here. And that's that's what I've been trying to do for one day. Since we're one day in, I'm going to put a little mark on the board. It's been one day. Uh, Casey, hello. One day without incident. <laughs> hello? Josh, Scott, your coach. It's Dave. How you doing? What's up, Dave? Hey, let me know, uh, Josh, when you have a next uh, next meeting next time so I can take uh, coach to dinner again at El Balago. There you go. Oh, there you go. There oh, you yeah. go, Dan. I, I appreciate it. His Thank name's you. not Dan. It's Dave. No, I said man. I was trying oh, to say man. Gotcha. I want to make sure this guy took you to dinner. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know his name. No, no. A breath fresh of air. Or yeah. Fresh, fresh of breath air. <laughs> a fresh of breath Gosh, air. Gosh, amigo, this is Tim Superfan. What's up, brother? Hey, man. That lady ain't lying. I, I don't care how many times I have to say it. You and Scott and Coach are a fresh of breath air to this radio station, my man. And he speaks no lies. <laughs> and he also speaks nothing coherent, but he's not lying. <laughs> but we knew what he was saying. Yeah, that's we a... speak Swahili. We get it. <laughs> we get it. All right, traffic, what do we have? Uh, one lane closed due to a stall vehicle, 64 eastbound at Outer 40 Road. And that is all I got. That's brought to you by Chuck's Boots, your locally owned boot store, Fenton St. Peter's, and ChucksBoots.com. Uh, KC Weather brought to you by Air Comfort Service, heating, cooling, and insulation. Save $100 off a whole home humidifier and say goodbye to dry winter skin and static shocks. Details at aircomfortservice.com. 29 for the low, 43 for the high. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. Current temperatures, 40 degrees. You and Scott and Coach are a fresh of breath air to this radio station, my man. <laughs> but if this were it's like a if this were a strongman competition and he's flipping tires and stuff, we'd go, that's the that's, next reality show. That's commendable. 
It's like a stealing ATM. <laughs> don't you kind of have to expect that you're going to get caught, though, if you steal, I don't know, an ATM? Oh, yeah, but they're not thinking about it. I don't think they're thinking about that so much. It's just, you know, YOLO. Also, great news in St. Louis. Uh, homicides down 20% in 2023. So, all right, we did it. <laughs> but it's a good year for homicides, if that's possible. 158 homicides in 2023, down from 200 in 2022. Well, that's good. That's good. And uh, there were only uh, slightly more than 500 calls from people concerning the celebratory gunshots on New Year's, which is a thing here. I didn't know that, but apparently these people shoot guns all night long to celebrate New Year's. Were, we had a neighbor that did a bunch of fireworks. See, but that's a difference. I mean, everybody shoots off fireworks. I mean, I don't. I'm, it's not my thing anymore, but we used to when I was a kid. Dad endorsed a, uh, a fireworks place in Baton Rouge, so he'd get like those big ones that, you know, the kind where if you don't run away fast enough, you will die. You will lose digits. Like the kind of fireworks that will take digits off of your hand. So we would do that. I'm not against fireworks, but like in downtown and you go to all the neighborhoods in the city, people just fire off guns apparently. And like, but this year they got over 500 calls uh, about that. It's just an accepted thing. Like, hey, we shoot guns to celebrate the new year. From 6 p.m. through 2 a.m., December 31st through January 1st, 501 people called the police about gunshots in St. Louis. Now, that's up from the year before, which is only 324. But it's down from the year before. That was at 684. Again, they're not shooting anybody, as far as I know. They're just shooting guns in the air like they're Yosemite Sam having a rootin' tootin' good time (laughs) celebrating the new year. Don't quote so. me on this, but I think a girl, a one, a little girl, did get shot one year. Well, I'm doing I'm, that. Well, I'm not telling you it's a safe thing to do or that no. I support it. It's just stupid. <laughs> but apparently, it's just something we accept here that you know, in downtown St. Louis, you shoot guns to celebrate the new year. They do it in the country all the time. Well, yeah, but like yeah. out in your area, you ain't gonna hit nobody. <laughs> there ain't nobody there. <laughs> nobody there to hit. Nobody's whole. All right. Anyway, there's your news for you. And now it's STP on KSAG.